I look at her, she looks like she's 19 years old, sitting there like a little lady in a race car. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. The answer is not to defund the police, it's to fund the police. Fund them. Fund them. Inside Agitator, episode 70. Uh, me and my co-host here have just been sitting here talking for like 15 minutes. Uh, at, not about anything political, but it was a pretty good co- So we, we just decided to hit record. Um, uh, just to catch you up context-wise, um, we are going to do an interview with Dante Wright's brother. We wanted to get it out in time for his birthday, um, but they're doing a lot of organizing things and pretty busy on their end. So hopefully we'll record that in the next couple days and be able to get up with him. Uh, our schedules will line up. And uh, yeah, uh, if you guys want to kind of catch up on Dante Wright, we did an episode um, way back called Kim Potter and the something, something, something. Um, and that is when the murder first happened. Um, and then we, you know, basically what's happened since is that uh, the cop who murdered Dante Wright was sentenced to only two years in prison. Um, so that would be the only update really since the podcast episode we did. Uh, but check that out. Catch yourselves up before the next interview. But yeah, this episode, I think we're just going to talk about uh, kind of uh, the new types of Nazis coming to America, and uh, we're going to continue the conversation we've been having before the pod, um, yeah. which was mainly just kind of about uh, leaving people behind <laughs> sometimes, Damn. Um, and people you know grow that you grow up with. Uh, when you're in your 20s and as, as being you get older. shitty narcissistic manipulators <laughs> so being my... being literally the worst people ever <laughs> being... to their best friends <laughs> you know like oh my god I could literally go on an unhinged five minute rant where well, like I well, yell at this mic but that, like so I'm not people would love to I hear mean, you do it for once I'm I sure. mean it's just so frustrating like I don't know I could I could break it down bit by bit but like at this point like i just don't even fucking care about like the semantics of it you know what i'm saying well big like, strokes wise i think it's just it's uh you're experiencing someone in your life who's beginning to treat you like less of a human and more of uh your relationship has become transactional um and in yes. many, and now you're being treated in a way where they're talking to you like uh you know, like they like, like a fucking landlord. Terms. Yeah, yeah. Like or, like yeah. like a, I am a tenant in their house when it is almost the opposite. <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's fucking crazy. Like. Yeah. And also, it's you're living with this person. Like I think mm. when you live with people in your twenties, I've seen this happen to other friends. You get to know people too well, too well. You know, or yeah. these people you thought you, were, you get to know them better than you would as just your friend. And they're not, and it's, they're not great. Or, the, you know, a lot of times people, and especially in the society we're in right now, kind of sometimes turns out uncaring, narcissistic, shitty people. Um, and when you're put in a situation like living with someone where, you know, there's actual stakes and things matter and, and there's a real relationship that needs to go on. Uh, yeah, it things fall apart because they're not a good person. You know, it doesn't work. Um, and, and when you're not living together, um, it's a lot easy to just look at your friend and go, oh yeah, he's a good guy. He's good to me. Um, when, you know, 
there's not a million chances every day for them to not be good to you <laughs> and be selfish yeah. and shitty, you know? Um, but it, 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 I don't know. I think it's, I, I think I was, what I, what I said to my co-host here was just that sometimes you got to mourn the death of people uh, before they die. Um, and sometimes you have someone who was your best friend and then they're not. And you realize, oh, this is someone who really, I shouldn't give what is I would a narcissistic. give to a best friend. <laughs> yeah. Is a narcissistic, manipulative douchebag. But even someone and who's not was... an actual, like, registered narcissist, sometimes there's people where it's just like, oh, I, you know, because there's a, a lot of love that I want to give and a lot of support I want to pour into my best friends, you know? And yeah. if that's not going to be reciprocated, then those people shouldn't be my best friends anymore. It's just kind of... And, and it's funny, or they shouldn't be, and best friends, man, they can be the best way to put it, they shouldn't be my loved ones. When I'm choosing the people who I love and care about, whether that's my family members, my friends, my relationships, I, I, I've only recently really gotten to a point where I'm, I'm choosing those people carefully. Um, and I, I think yeah. both of us, you know, I think we grew up, uh, and there was emotional abuse and things where we didn't necessarily have the most loving childhoods, although it was better than most, but, you know, it, there were things. And I think sometimes that sets you up for, in adulthood, your standards for the people you care and love about are a little lower, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it kind of takes till you get to your mid-20s and start getting older uh, and start meeting people who, who love you and meet you where you're at and love and appreciate you for who you are. Uh, that those standards kind of get raised. And and it's sad because, you know, I feel very blessed and fortunate for the relationships I've had in my life, especially in the past year, mm-hmm. that have shown me love and poured into me and, and respected me and raised my standards for, for who I want to have in my life. Um, See, I feel not like Not everyone that has that, about, though, you know? Yeah, I, I completely understand. And, like, I feel like... That's almost like how I feel about our relationship, you know, us as just friends in yeah. general. Like, I consider you one of my best friends, and like, of course, you know, I've st- and like to you treat me, even though we get into our own little tiffs and we argue from we time to time. We work together yada, so yada, yada, much, yada. though. It's you know, but like, that's only you know, it's but like at the end of the day, we're still always friends, we still always check up on each other, and we still always make sure that like. You know, we're good. You know what I mean? And I think we're both each other's biggest fans and really do. Like, I really, I really, really, really am a fan of you. (laughs) Like, I I like the shit you're doing. I'm excited for you. And, like, and that's the thing. I just feel like, and, and that's part of it, too. Like, sometimes it's this weird thing where people who don't have something, you know, they don't got something. I'm saying, and and because nigga, you got oh something God. that you're passionate about, it's like this weird and and it's all it's almost created this weird thing where, and I don't want to say that this is exclusive because I got friends that are just, you know, nine to five guys. They got their hobbies. They got their shits figured out. They're not like I got yeah. this thing I'm doing this fire within me, and and they're still they still respect and understand my passion and aren't and there's no like kind of envy there or resentment um mm-hmm. but sometimes you you get that you you do get that from people um 
and 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 that's part i think part of why so you know because me and you we both have these things we're passionate about and working on and we're able to support each other to that end and we kind of understand uh what that experience is like and and what that process is like and sometimes and and i think sometimes and even beyond having uh an artistic or creative endeavor or project you're working on i think just like being a complicated person like sometimes threatens and scares people you know and that's that's sometimes a lot um like people's brains work in a way where they but wanna... like why but like why why would that even be the case in the first place like how, how would how would somebody having a bunch of hobbies and having you know multiple interests and stuff that they are passionate about really scare people like can you can you uh, further elaborate on that like... so like i think the human brain wants to put people into boxes, right? Like, yeah. we want to be able to look at someone and, and and put them in a box, you know? And and some people are so fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> that they, they their brains even want to do that to their closest loved ones. People that they know incredibly intimately, they will still put into these boxes. And it's dumb human brain shit. Like, I'm, I'm guilty of that. There have definitely been people that I've loved and cared about in my life where the boxes started to form around who they were, you know? And you got to be careful mm. to, to look at, you know, you got to understand somebody fully. And I think sometimes if you don't fit neatly into boxes for people, it, you you threaten and scare them. And, and that's, you know, and there's levels to it, right? Like, I think some people are so, they don't got room for a lot of boxes, you know? Yeah. And so. This nigga we talking about definitely don't. <laughs> And, what is and 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 some people got room for a couple extra boxes and and it's very rare that someone is capable of meeting every individual person they've come across and looking at them in a nuanced whole holistic way um i do think there are people that are capable of that through great spiritual practice and awareness and and you know being present in the moment and, and all that stuff people say uh i'm not one of those people i definitely put people in the boxes um I'm probably more boxes than other people do but but everyone does it and i think if you don't neatly fit into people's boxes like that's scary and threatening you know i i i, yeah. I have family members of mine where i think my inability to fit like like i grew up in new york uh and and in catholic new york you know which is yeah. the values are very strict and and it's kind of this whole thing and I could write a fucking book about it. But what's funny is it's kind of like for those idiots, there's really two boxes. It's like how you're supposed to act and and the people who deserve to be killed in society. <laughs> like, 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 it's really like, you know, like, I'm not, like, I'm barely even exaggerating. Um, and, and, um, and, you know, you break outside the social norms. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, the MIPD needs to execute you. Um, and so, yeah, and, 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 oh, you said this, you, you didn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Just one of those things is just, you know, send them to the gulag. Enough for you to be gulagged. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Um, and I think like for me, I'm a deadhead hippie who's also an Antifa super soldier terrorist who's also really into hip-hop and dresses like a minor character in Euphoria. And, <laughs> and so there's just all, like, people don't know what to do with me. 
and then I, I yeah. act kind of dumb and I make dumb jokes, but then they meet me and I'm a, a smart and that disarms them and or, or that, that puts their guard up. They're like, what the fuck? I thought this was a dumb guy who dresses like the drug dealer in Euphoria. And so there's all these things where people don't know where the fuck to put me in a box and they like get fucking Man. freaked the fuck out. And all yeah, and, and circuit boards start breaking. Yeah, you. no. And you find you get it the worst when you're in an environment where people are 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 trying to play a game. Like if you're in a room and you're trying to play a social game of like like if you're in Washington DC, let's just be clear. Uh if you're in mm -hmm. Washington DC and you're in a room of people trying to climb the social ladder and here's this guy enjoying the free cocktails who you you can't place him you don't know where he fits in this i that you're playing shoots and ladders right now and this guy's like not on the board and you're like what the fuck like it's jarring yeah. you know and i think yeah why are you here yeah. you don't deserve to be here or like and not even a you don't deserve to be here thing but just like there's they their circuits literally start breaking and they have like an emotional response to you you know of like get this out of yeah. my sight holy fuck what the fuck uh and, and so and that's really and, and it's threatening too because well i've played by the rules in the boxes in my head and so here's this guy who's ignoring all the boxes what that's not fair and that's and and that actually leads us very nicely into our next topic which is trans people being the new jews <laughs> um yeah because trans people like... fuck up people's main box which is female male and that I, I meant to mm -hmm. say this with the boxes let me go back to the box thing there's boxes like black and white and there's boxes like white and everything else <laughs> and there's boxes like and different people got different ways of boxing up the races in their head different people got different ways of boxing up class in their head um and oh this guy's wearing a tie-dye shirt is he lower class is he or does that mean that i value him high like different people got different boxes that mean different things yeah I in the past year, like this is how sheltered I am, and how and, re and it really this is how little trans people actually exist, and how much this is an issue that's overblown. I've never really interacted with trans people until about the last year. I probably knew trans people and just wasn't aware, but now I like concretely am friends with multiple trans people, and it's funny. There was one person I w I met and was introduced to. And when I knew about them as, like, a concept in my head, I was able to, like, oh, they, them. But then when I met them and they presented only even somewhat female, I, like, in my head, all of a sudden, the box thing happened. And it's, like, all of a sudden, now I wanted to say she. She. Yeah. She, her. Yeah. Because that – because all of a sudden – and it was funny. It wasn't until that person was in front of me and my brain needed to box them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And no, no, I completely get yeah. that. Like, and it takes a little while in practice to be able to build a third box or break all three boxes and just not have to box that. And 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 yeah. and I think people are just so motherfucking attached to their boxes. But what when when the sad thing the sad thing that happened and we'll get we'll come back to the trans stuff because I want to talk about uh um I want to talk about the framing of a trans woman by the FBI um, to ferment negative, uh, foment, I don't know what, the, I'm trying to sound smart, I'm not, um, to, you know, create all this negative kind of feeling towards trans people and build on the negative feeling that's been going on. Um, but to go back to the box thing, 
I think in friendships, people base people base themselves off who they're around, you know. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. people like box themselves with their friends, you know. And then when you're living together or you yeah. get closer and you see the differences, or or you see that they're not necessarily playing by the the same box rules that you're playing by, it creates these tensions. It create all of a sudden it's weird. And as you get older, the boxes get more complicated. Life gets more complicated, and it's not like you're in high school and it's like, yeah, we're the fucking stoner crew, we're the jock crew, and it's like, yeah, we're all. Hey, sitting. we're the we're the. <laughs> we're the three guys who love mud and trucks on the weekend. Exactly. You know, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, the boxes like, are yeah, simpler when you're younger. And as you get older yeah. and the boxes, you start adding boxes, the boxes get more complicated. Friendships and relationships yeah, we had become much, tough. <laughs> a lot of boxes were added for me after, you know, 2020 and the start of COVID. I feel like that was the, the start of my entire, like, uh, I guess, radicalization process. Yeah. And I feel like the person that we were originally referring to almost got somewhat left behind on that, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or not necessarily left behind because he was in the know, but like, and I tried my best to teach him, but like, no, but it's you know, hard. I feel it's like, like he just like, never, it's 50-50 like. It's 50-50 for me, dude. It's 50-50. Like half of my friends from before I became a nut job, uh, I, mm-hmm. I understand where I'm at. And even if they don't agree with it, they respect it and are like, oh, you word it well. And I get what you're saying. And, you know, it's just, it, it's just, it's fine. You know, it's not an issue and there isn't a friction because they're comfortable enough in their own lives to where I call everyone capitalists, you know, bloodsuckers. They don't take it personal, you know, and when I go on and on about, (laughs) you know, the people wearing dockers that are selling their souls, they don't go, oh, I wear dockers and get offended. But the other 50 percent of my friends, they heard me say shit like that and went, I wear dockers. What? And, 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 And shit. And it started to get bad. And then furthermore. And here's where things get actually choppy for both you and I. We've had moderate success. I mean, really, we're not, neither of us are at either of the peaks that we want to hit. We have incredible goals ahead of us. I don't think either of us would call ourselves successful, but we have people in our lives that look at the very minimal amount of success we have had and they go, oh, but he broke the rules or he did the boxes different or this, that. And, and then it, it, it or because you're friends and you kind of started at the same place because now you've broken out of these things and have become such a different person. They look they, they, they that makes them feel a type of way about themselves or something, you know? Yeah. So you think it's more like an introspective thing and where it's like they they see where I'm at and they look where they're at and they're like they don't have nothing and they're I don't just think like, it's even that conscious because most of these people no right. one would ever even be able to admit that to their own ego but like I think it's just yeah. it's a feeling that they get and then they have an emotional response to it and act not great and that's and I think the core of what I'm really tiptoeing around is the fact that cap like especially for dude friendships in their twenties capitalism has made us all incredibly competitive and. And there are friends that are supportive of each other, and there are friends that look at each other, and, and are looking at each other's plates, and are like, "How'd you get all that food?" And 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 there's really there's that kind of, or additionally, you know, here's my friend who smokes all this pot, 
and and fu- <laughs> and fucking it's just that is it follows music and it's just really into music and politics and the shit he's interested in and holy shit he's he's on this vacation but I followed the rules and I went to a I'm a cat accountant now and I wear dockers and, and he and he's supposed to be in prison <laughs> and I'm supposed to be laughing and that's and, and that's like and, and that's but, yeah. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying and that that actually creates like and it's sad too because these are people that are supposed to love you and be happy for you and it stings because they're not and, and, but it has more to do with themselves. And that's why you got to look at the fifty percent who are supportive and still love you and are happy for you, and go, "What's the difference?" Oh, that fifty percent is feeling okay, you know. They're not, and you almost can't blame the other fifty percent when you're just we're in a system that's grinding them down to the bone. I feel I pity the people that are shitty to me, which is such what a narcissistic thing to say. We're accusing other people yeah. of being narcissistic. Um, <laughs> Fucking, but I, 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 I pity these niggas who but, don't have a life as good as I. But that <laughs> is, I do. I really do. I really do. And and I and I pity the fact that they haven't been able to to be themselves and live their truth. I pity. I think that's sad. And that and that just it is sad. And no, just, you're absolutely and just right. me being myself. Is such it could trigger such rage in people who supposedly love me. I yeah. mean, it, that is a sad and tragic thing uh, that I do feel bad about. Um, and and it's just funny the way you worded it. And I'm not even trans. <laughs> I'm a pot smoking communist. Imagine if yeah. I was like, I'm a girl now. People would fucking kill me. People would fucking fifty percent, ninety percent would be like, go fuck yourself. And that's why when people are like. Oh, it's just a phase and shit. The social repercussions for making such a decision are such that, you know, just the social repercussions for the life decisions I've made, like to drop out of school, were so, like, it it just so set in stone, like, well, this clearly has to be the right decision. And it's so prevented me from making the right decisions for so long. So, anyway, people's boxes have really just been absolutely fried by the now surge of trans people which by the way this point has been made a million times but let me just reiterate it in case someone wants to bring it up to a transphobe here's a great thing to say when left-handedness stopped triggering beatings in school so right if you used to be left-handed you get beaten until you wrote with your right hand then one year they're like all right we probably shouldn't beat children anymore and they outlawed corporal punishment and in the next decade you saw an extreme spike in left-handedness now, this wasn't because there was a George Soros Jew-funded conspiracy to make everyone left-handed. This was because all of a sudden people weren't being punished for being fucking left-handed. And so now, yeah. fucking, that's no, what you Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And then, guess what? After a decade, it plateaued. Because everyone who was fucking left-handed figured out they were left-handed. And then that was it. That was the end of it. It's not like fucking now 100% of people are left-handed. That's not how that fucking works. And so... Yeah, no. (laughs) It's so crazy that you had to explain it like that to some of these people to like... To make them fucking understand that they really could just be that simple. It is that simple. (laughs) And, and, And additionally, we've not even hit... This is what's so funny to me. We've not even hit the we don't punish trans people part. We've not even gotten there. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. And just the minimal spike that you barely even see in swaths of the country. These the, mm-hmm. where people are actually transitioning and where there are schools that are actually supportive of this are in very rich affluent areas. So unless you live yes. in Caitlyn Jenner's neighborhood, this is not an issue that affects you or your family. But you're listening to propagandists mm-hmm. who do live in those neighborhoods while pretending to be working class, and they mm-hmm. have you convinced that everyone's trans now. Oh, and they're coming. They're trying to make your children trans, and they're trying to do all this different shit. P.S. They're not. Know. What's the motive? What like I I I never understood. It's like what's the end goal? So are uh, <laughs> everyone's trans now? Then what? Yeah. What what does that accomplish? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> wow, my plan is complete. I am. <laughs> I know it's not funny to joke about, but like no, you know, it it's just and you it's have crazy to joke about though. Because guess what? In like two years, they're gonna start fucking killing these people. So if we don't laugh, yeah. I'm gonna fucking blow my own brains out. It's a fucking. It's yeah. insane. I mean, I, and so. Take it down a notch. Whew. I just, I, so, whew. All right. Here's the thing. It's not an issue. It's not even really happening in the numbers that should trigger this kind of response. And that worries me because as it does become more acceptable, there's going to be the kind of numbers that actually do, like, trigger, like, where it actually is happening in these neighborhoods. And I worry what happens then because they've already primed them so intensely for the minimal amount of trans acceptance we've seen, which is – I mean, and it's minimal. It's Joe Biden like one time being like trans lives matter and not doing anything legislatively. That's enough to throw everyone into a fucking tizzy. So like what happens when we actually have trans acceptance? What do these armed nut jobs do? And that and that's and that's the really con- overall concerning question, and and to go back to the box thing, I really think so much of the American fascist turn is like people desperately clinging on to wanting those boxes fucking enforced, and it's not just gender, it's not just race, it's not just class. All of a sudden, people's rules and the way they thought they're out of whack. Oh, what? People don't honor Christopher Columbus now? They think he's evil? People think Jeff Bezos is evil? People identify with the victors. And now that the victors are bad guys, that fucks their whole box thing up. What? Who do I want to be like that? The whole way everyone's been trained and brought up to think doesn't make sense in the real world. And that's the emotional response you're seeing that's triggering the American rush to fascism. I mean, and... And I think it's being stoked, obviously. Like, I don't think this is a natural response. I think we could have had a trans acceptance that's safe for billionaire propagandists and people trying to use whatever methods to hold on to their power and opulence. I think, save for that, we would have just had a slowly trickling trans acceptance that was probably fine. And no one would have ever given much of a fuck about. Because why would you? <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because why, yes. why would anyone care? And But what we've had instead is... This is used, leftists are people who want to break the boxes. 
And that's one of the big boxes. It's one of the main boxes, male and female. And so they've mm-hmm. the the people who want the boxes to stay exactly as they are have built a huge propaganda apparatus to where any time a trans person does anything even slightly ridiculous, it makes national headlines. And it yeah. paints all trans like, people that way. Like the 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 the, the large breasted woman in, in um Toronto. Uh, is is that the Hennessy Marie story? I don't know. What, I don't what know what you're thinking of. But oh, but that was, was another that was another trans story that went crazy this week. Yeah, which is like the who had a, a post. You know, she had a she's post op, right? And she is a a woman who uh, transitioned from male to female, and people were mad that like she was like not really exactly disclosing, or I guess was. I don't even really know the story because I really didn't care all too much. They're because it's just, trans. It was a lot of. That's the yeah, line. it's pretty much it. And like, fucking, well, I so mean, the story I was referencing was another Canadian woman who is a teacher who got like large breast implants, which by the <laughs> oh, I remember seeing yeah. that. that. And, and like, <laughs> and listen, I'm never gonna like. Is this really? And it made national, international news, like in other like. Oh, the whole globe knew about this woman. First off, who cares? Once off, again, who cares, right? Mm. But then it's everyone making this like arg, like, oh well, it's it's sexualized around children and having these big breasts. And I was gonna make the point of, well, if it was a just a, 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 a like if it was just a woman teacher with big breasts would they also cause a tizzy but i guess they also do about that so not really a good point because i've also seen remember that teacher who had like a really big ass and people were like she should be teaching and it's like what yeah (laughs) Yeah. exactly like yeah or was wearing that dress where that was like a little bit tight but anyway the reason i I brought the example up was that's not something that would make international headlines middle school teacher has large breasts it's just not international news. I'm sorry. But in a world where we're trying to villainize trans people and create this narrative that they're like perverts around our children, then it does become international news, you know? Yeah. And so anyway. Because the main purpose of it is to demonize trans people. You know? Yes, exactly. And so, and we're going to talk about the the Jew thing more on the Kanye episode. And how, like, Nazis... We're going to talk more about the Nazis and Jews with the Kanye episode. Because that's that's more the fertile ground for this. But my... Are we having Chris on for that? We're going to... Yeah, Chris Chris is going to... Chris Omar is going to come on. Um, He said he would. I have not hit him up about scheduling yet. But maybe we should lock that in. Um, Yeah, because he keeps... He's not stopping. Well, I'm glad we we waited, though. Because so much more shit has happened now. Um... Uh-huh. And yeah, once the manic episode seems like it's tapering down, then we should probably do do the episode. But trans people, you can't do Nazi shit with the Jews anymore. It's not allowed. It's not going to half fly. There are, and that's not to say anti-Semitism isn't real, and there aren't real Nazis who hate Jews. There certainly are. But mainly the new type of Nazis, they're Zionists. You know, they're on board with the Jews as long as they kill the Palestinians. Who they don't mm-hmm. like are black people, poor people, and namely trans people. They really don't like trans people. 
Um, and I, I firmly believe that trans people are going to be the new boogeyman when the, the fascism comes back, which it's going to, ladies and gentlemen. And, and that is, that's, it's happening. It's already happening. So that's, the poem now is going to go, first they came for the commies, then they came for the trans people. Because that's, that's the new order of how they're going to come after us. And what you saw in the lead up in Nazi Germany was this thing called the Dreyfus Affair. And to be honest, I don't know a whole lot about it. So could you Google? <laughs> yeah, let's see. Yeah. I know that it was the framing of a, of a Jewish person to make them look untrustworthy and like they were going to do government espionage. I, that, I think that's the general gist of it. Let me know if I butchered. So what is it? Dreyfus Affair? D-R-E-Y-F-U-S Affair. Dreyfus Affair explained. Okay, let's see. Um, a scandal that rocked, that rocked France in the late 19th and 20th centuries. The Dreyfus Affair was involved a Jewish art, artillery captain in the French army, Alfred Dreyfus, who was falsely convicted of passing military secrets to Germans. There you go. So not Nazi Germany, yes. but this was one of the things that kind of built the anti-Semitism in Europe into the lead-up into the Holocaust, right? And now, now do a Google search. Trans military mm. officer documents to Russia. Uh, first known out trans army officer accused of conspiring uh, with Russia. Yeah. An so army doctor said to be the first active duty officer to come out as transgender has been indicted on a charge of providing confidential U.S. government information of Russia to assist that nation in its war against Ukraine. Jamie Lee Henry and their wife, Anna Gabriellen, 36, were charged Thursday with conspiracy and the disclosure of individually identifiable health information, according to a press release from the U.S. Attorney's Office for Maryland. Both live in Rockland, Ma Rockville, Maryland. The charges came from a federal grand jury, so federal charges for that. Yeah. Want to hear something interesting, guys? Uh-huh. Yeah! Russia was never involved. Guess who the documents got passed to? Who? An undercover FBI agent. Ding, ding, ding. Price is right music plays. Yeah. You have won. And <laughs> so, and, and I don't have a source for that, um, but it's true because I said it. Um, and, and I read it somewhere. That's right, nerds. I read it somewhere reputable from someone I trust, so suck it. Um, that, and that's right, losers. And, Take it as fact. Yep, it's fact because I <laughs> said so. It's, and, that's right. Narcissism on <laughs> and and I would just like to posit the theory that the institutions charged with keeping our social order have taken it upon themselves, or at the very least, a rogue element of a couple of them have taken it upon themselves to build and contribute to the narrative that trans people are not to be trusted and that to trust them and to trust the left and those who support trans people would be tantamount to opening our country up to Russia, the evil Russians invading Ukraine, la la la. And we've talked about wow. that plenty and we will. But it's the Dreyfus wow. affair all That's, over again, yeah. baby. 
That's what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. And and I was already saying trans people are gonna be the new Jews, but that one, that one kind of, you know, that that kind of solidifies the deal for me. I think that's the strat from above. Is that that that's how they're playing it? Is that that trans people are the boogeyman? Um. And yeah. So yes, yeah, and you are right. You are right. By the way, um, it says right here in this article, Henry and Gabrielle believe they were providing information to a Russian agent, but the person they were dealing with was actually an undercover FBI agent, according to the eight-count indictment. Um, cause they conspired to cause harm to the United States by provide, yeah, blase, blase, you know. Yeah. So what we call so legally right. entrapment. Um. Although. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so and and so uh, I just. Give guns to trans people. If if there's anything that anyone should take away from this, if you have money, resources, or the ability to make money and resources, do so. Purchase weapons. Give them to trans people. <laughs> I, I can't make it any more clear. Cause cause guess what? The mm. stay tuned. Trans Holocaust coming. I'm t- I'm so serious. It's I'm so fucking serious. I I I. I Oh my god. <laughs> I think that's a good place to leave. <laughs> you did not just fucking nuts. That's crazy. <laughs> you gotta joke. What else am I gonna do but joke about this shit? Oh my god. You gotta laugh. Because it's so evil and dark. That's... What are you gonna do but laugh? I mean, yeah. well, you know what you're gonna do but laugh? You're gonna buy guns and give them to trans people. All right, that's the episode, folks. <laughs> See y'all next week. <laughs> All right.